At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. At our church, we're part of a global community that's knit together by the resurrection of Jesus. And by the way, at our church, we believe that really happened too. At our church, we will engage with people who are in real need because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And finally, we need you to hear this loud and clear. At our church, it's not really our church at all. It's His. And we live and move and breathe in His church for His glory and His fame, not ours. So here's the invitation. You're invited to jump in with your whole heart at your own pace and to experience the life that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church. Amen. Thank you for being here at Crystal Beach Community Church. My name is Charlie Cooper. I'm one of the board members here, and I've been asked to give the announcements. And uh, I just hope you came today with an open heart and a heart that is receptive, because we're going to worship the one true living God. And, uh, you know, at Crystal Beach Community Church, like we say every week, we're real people serving a real awesome God And, uh, you know, that real awesome God is here today. We have real problems, but we have a real awesome God who's here to meet every need according to his riches and his glory. So uh, we have a special guest speaker. I hope you came to take some notes and learn something from the Lord because uh, pastor and author Allison Broughton and her husband and uh, and her son is here. So uh, y'all welcome them ahead of time. Uh, Kay's going to be out, but uh, Kay was telling me that uh, we have a a great message coming forward, so get ready to receive from the Lord. And so just a couple quick announcements. Uh, We don't pass an offering plate around here, but we have a giving box in the back, and there's a QR code on the back of your chair that if you feel led to give to the Lord, you know, you can never outgive the Lord, and he's, uh, he's faithful. So as you give to him... He will uh, give back to you, and uh, my Bible says that he'll give pressed down, shaken together. That's a lot, you know, so if you came here with a need, give. Learn how to give. So the announcements, and I was told they'd be on the screen here, so we have a men's Bible study Thursday from 7 to 8 a.m., and so uh, men, avail yourself to that on Thursdays from 7 to 8 a.m. They say that they'll get you out at 8 a.m. exactly. And uh, so this one here is uh, just an overview of, uh, wow, what is that? Okay. This is a new revelation study. I cannot read it back there. But we are starting 
a revelation study. It begins uh, Sunday, January 22nd at 6.30 p.m. And uh, bring your Bible, paper, and pen. And so, uh, you know, I, uh, I think the book of Revelations is one of the, the Bibles that says when you read it, that you get a blessing from. So uh, come expecting that. We have uh, meetings for uh, uh, AA at 7 to 8 p.m. on Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. You know, uh, there's a lot of hope. In, in God, and, and he uses other people to help you. So there's a support group that meets, and if you're having a problem with uh, addictions or struggling with any kind of life-controlling problems, come to these groups, and you'll get uh, something out of them, I'm certain. We also have Al-Anon for those families who are affected by alcohol as well in an adverse way, and uh, that meets every Sunday at 5 p.m., So with that, I think that may be all the announcements. And uh, again, thank you for being here. And uh, we are going to worship the one true living God. So I hope you came with an anticipation of faith because God's here today and he wants to show up in your life. So join with us, stand, and let's worship our Lord.
So
that you uh, allow me to come and speak today and allow Pastor Kay to have time with our family today. This is the goodness of God. You are so good. You are so good. You are amazing. God, and I thank you. I thank you for everything. I thank you, Father, through the bad and the good. Thank you for every person here and that you are just going to touch each person today in this church, each person from little to old with your words and only your words. God, and just check each one of our hearts before we go forth so that you can touch us and you can meet us right where we're at because your presence is right here, right now in each one of us and that you just flow through this church today and I thank you that you already are through the amazing worship team and each person in here. Pastor Kay is at the uh, marathon with her family, her kids, so she's watching her kids run 26 miles, I believe, the Houston Marathon, which is amazing, and so her daughter really wanted her to come, and she asked me if I would come speak, and I said, oh, okay, <laughs> and, um, and we, sh we're going to, that's awesome that she gets to spend time with her kids, and her granddaughters, uh, are, they're running the half marathon. So I don't know if any more are, but I guess they're done by now because they start really early and it's not crazy windy like it was yesterday. Thank goodness. I was praying that for her. Um, that would have been hard. But um, so that's awesome that she's getting to enjoy that time. I'm Allison. Um, as I was introduced, Broughton. It's my husband, Bill. My youngest one, Mitchell, is here. And we have five all together, four grandkids. Um, yeah. Um, and um, I did just write a book. Um, yeah. Uh, so it, we've been coming here for years before this church was here off and on. We have a beach house here. And um, so we love this place. We love Pastor Kay. I love, we love Pastor Jimmy. Um, and so it was such an honor when she asked me to speak. And I was like, oh, okay. And... Um, this place has been a safe haven for us. We went through a tragedy. Uh, it'll be three years in March. Um, our 23-year-old at the time, he was killed um, in a car wreck. And, um, you know, without different things, this, this church, our church back home, um, uh, Holy Spirit, Jesus, I, I, I wouldn't be standing here. So the, that's how the book got started because I love the Word of God. And so I just started getting into the Word of God and writing, and I just kind of like teaching myself. And um, it really became a teaching book, and it became a book. So me, just that was my healing. And um, TBN grabbed it. 
So TBN is publishing it right now. And um, yeah. <laughs> so my son has a legacy and that was the whole, it, it's just, it's gonna hopefully help others when it's done. And um, I've learned to say yes. My husband brought home gumbo yesterday and it's made me really thirsty. <laughs> it's full of salt. That was really good. Um, so, I got a video. I'm going to start with this video so we can go ahead and get us started. And, you know, I just really just want to dig into the Word today. That's all, just, you know, get to know God more. And um, there's always more, right? So, uh, let's just watch this video. We need to help these people. We have to stay on mission. The next safe crossing is at least a day away. Oh, we waited for. We cannot leave without helping them. These people are dying. Nothing to eat, yeah. and in the village, enslaved. I, she said. I understand that. Women, we, we need children. to make our next position by How can you say that? What is the matter with you? This is no man's land, Diana. I mean, no man can cross it. All right. This battalion has been here for nearly a year, and they they barely gained an inch. All right, because on the other side, there are a bunch of Germans pointing machine guns at every square inch of this place. This is not something you can cross. It's not possible. So what? Do we do nothing? No, we, do, we are doing something. We are. We just... We can't save everyone in this war. This is not what we came here to do. what I'm going to do.
you didn't know, you're going to see a war movie. <laughs> um, the reason I picked that is because we, we're in a, it's, this world is like a war. You know, Jesus said we're in trials, we're going to have trials and tribulations, didn't he? Um, and we got to know who's inside of us. She knows, Superman knows. I look for Superman. I just really like that. Sorry, guys. That's a cool video. Um, but we all have a Wonder Woman, Superman inside of us. It's called Jesus, Holy Spirit. He is called. Um, it's so much better. He's so much better. Um, we might not be able to fly like she did, but, but um, he is in the moment. He is everything we need him to be. If you have received Jesus, he is, he's our comforter when we need comfort. He's our peace. When we're depressed, he's our joy. He's everything we need him to be. But the thing is, a lot of us, we have Holy Spirit inside of us. We have Jesus, and we don't realize the power we have inside of us. She knows. Superman knows. She's like, wait a minute. No, we're going forward. And she encouraged the other people to go forward. He's like, oh, yeah, we could do this too. And she's like, no, we're going to help. You know, and that's who's inside of us. Jesus, Holy Spirit, so much better. Um, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus died on the cross, and he took our sins on him. He took our sins on him. I don't know if everybody, I mean, he took all of our sins, all of our pain, our aches, our sins, our inside on him. Where God had to turn away for a little while because he can't be in the presence of sins. So Jesus did that for us. He took our sins on him so we could enter into God's presence and receive Holy Spirit. If we believe what Jesus did for us, we get to receive the superpower. We get to receive Jesus, Holy Spirit. So when I was a kid, you know, always we, we grew up in church and always heard Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. I was like, I got a ghost inside of me. I didn't quite understand. I knew I was supposed to receive Jesus and I was going to heaven. And I didn't understand the whole Holy Ghost thing. But Holy Spirit is God's spirit. You know, and I told you I was going to get in the basics, and that's what we're doing. Because in the word of God is the anointing, is the power, is the truth. And it can get crazy sometimes. And Pastor Kay keeps it real. She keeps it in the word of God, and I love that about her, this church. Um, but sometimes we can get out of the word, and over time, it becomes religion. And we got to get back into the word because that's where the truth, the word is simple. Jesus is simple. He's not difficult. And um, so Holy Spirit is God's spirit. He's a person who lives inside of us. He dwells in you. He dwells in you. Um, he dwells in your spirit and he dwells in your soul. He recreates you if you allow him to. Now, you can receive Jesus and get to heaven and not do another thing. You can receive him and keep moving along. Or you can receive him, open up the word of God, and start getting to know him and let him dwell inside of you. When me and my husband got married, he had a house. And he pretty much just ate there <laughs> and slept there and went to work. And when we got married, I moved in, 
and we created it into a home. I threw up pictures, rugs. We, we've redone things over the years. We've been there for many, many years now, and it's a home. And that's what Holy Spirit wants. He wants to come inside of us and create a home, not just a house. He's like, okay, I'm in your house. But he wants to recreate a home. He wants you to get to know him. He wants to dust off. You know, I had to go in that house and dust and clean. You know, it was a bachelor pad pretty much. And he wants to go in and dust and clean up and 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 get you get to know him and create a home and recreate your spirit because what he does is his spirit comes into your spirit and you want him bigger than your spirit he comes in and starts getting into your soul which is your will and your emotions your personality you want that you want to grow you want to continue um but we okay second corinthians three eighteen. It says, but we all see in the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces as in a mirror are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. So we're being transformed, all of us, into the same image, Jesus, from glory to glory. So we get in the house, then he creates a home, and to the next glory. There's, God is more. He is enough because he is in us. But there's so much more to him. And we'll, I mean, the perfect glory is heaven, right? That's perfect glory. So we continue to grow more and more and more until we get to heaven. Or we don't. We just stay, and then we get to heaven. I want to continue to grow. I don't know about y'all. I want to continue to get into the word. You know, with Holy Spirit in you, Holy Spirit feeds off the word. He, he's connected. They're all connected to God. He wants us to grow and get to know more of him uh, when people receive jesus there's an instant softening about them i'm sure y'all have noticed that once somebody receives jesus their eyes are clearer the edges are softer it's it's instant it's like oh you received jesus something's different about you okay but like the video war happens in our life he said, Jesus said, I am gonna, there's gonna be trials and tribulations. There just is. But I'm not leaving you empty handed. And so war happens, and then he comes in and, uh, <coughs> excuse me. We gotta know what to do. We gotta know what to do when, we're, when war happens, when trials and tribulations happen. If we're not into the Word of God, and we don't know what to do, and we have Jesus, we're going to go back to our old patterns, whatever that was. But with the word of God, we have a playbook, right? We know what to do. We know, we know what to do with the word of God. So when that happened with us, I knew what to do. I instantly got, got on my couch for days and opened my word. I opened the Bible, and I read, and I read, and I read, and that's when I started writing. Um, I we got to know what to do, so we got to step into the next glory with God. Before Jesus died on the cross and ascended to heaven, they did not have, they had Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, three in one. But before he ascended, before Jesus came and ascended into heaven, Holy Spirit was not in people. God chose people. He chose Abraham. 
He chose David. He said he's a man after my own heart. He chose different um, Moses. He chose Joshua because he, he watched their hearts, and they were men after God's heart. So, but they did not have Holy Spirit in them. He anointed them for the job to get done, but they did not have Holy Spirit. God breathed into them his spirit to come alive. We all have God's spirit. Now, if we don't have Jesus, we don't have Holy Spirit. It's two separate things. Our spirit is different than Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit lives forever. He's eternal. He is God. He lives forever. Our spirit, along with our soul, also lives forever. Two separate things. When we die, our spirit continues. It never dies. It does. So, we could receive Holy Spirit. He's in there with our spirit. But either way, when, our, when we die, our spirit leaves. It doesn't get to stay. Our soul leaves. It doesn't get to stay. Do you know every two, was it one second? Every one second, two people die. We kind of get in our own little world, but it's a big old world. Every second, two people dies, die. And so I heard this pastor say, when he, uh, if, this, if he could get off the planet Earth and stand there, and we could watch, like, these spirits just coming out of people. And that's a lot. That's a lot of spirits. Well, they got to go. You cannot stay. You can't stay. Your spirit and soul cannot stay. They got to go somewhere. They're going to go to heaven. They're going to go to hell. They're going to go. They have to leave. So it's up to us to decide which way our spirit's going to go. We need to receive Jesus. We need to receive Jesus. The definition of spirit is wind or breath. So this is cool, and y'all might already know this, but the Hebrew word is ruach. You can say it. Say ruach. It's spirit. Ruach. It's breath. Wind. Adam. When God breathed into Adam, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. This is Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed ruach into his nostrils, the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. Adam became a living soul. God breathed into every one of us. In our mama's womb, he breathed into us. We are alive. We cannot all be here unless we have a spirit. That's God's spirit. Until we receive Jesus, or if we receive Jesus, who dwells and recreates our spirit and soul, which is what our personality. So we all have cool personalities, right? But when Jesus comes in there, he starts making your personality a lot cooler. You know, he's wiping off, he's, he's cleaning the cobwebs off that personality over the years that's been built up. You know, and then all of a sudden you're like, God, that person's a lot nicer because he's got Jesus. You know, he's leaning into Jesus. He's, wor- he's reading his Bible, and he's asked Holy Spirit to come in. He's asked Jesus to come in and clean them up. So when we start walking in the power of what we watch on that video, right? That's a cool video. But when we start walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, we're being transformed into Jesus' image over time. 
it just happens organically. You cannot get to know him and start being more like him. You know, you you have uh, you want to know your friends. You want to know your best friend, right? You don't have a best friend unless you get to know them, or your husband, or your wife. You have to spend time with them to get to know them. So Jesus basically, he's there, and I don't say dormant, but he's kind of quiet and dormant in you until you allow him to start cleaning you up, getting into the Word of God. And he's like, "Hey, I'm here. You know, let's get to know each other." And so once you start doing that, you start walking in the identity in Christ. You start knowing who you are. You know, Superman, Wonder Woman, they have a secret identity, right? Which is funny. Like, they have their capes and their glasses, and even, like, their husbands or or their boyfriend and girlfriend, they don't even know who they are. They got their glasses on, and they're like, hey, that's, you know, business by day, Superman by night, you know, (laughs) And they don't even recognize them. And then they put their glasses on, and they're like, oh, that's so-and-so. He works. You know, Clark Kent. So they, it's funny how they don't recognize them with their cape on, cape off. But we should, people should recognize us. This should not be a secret identity. You know, we should have the light inside of us of Jesus. You know, people, we're supposed to be the light on the hill, right? Especially during, God, what's going on in the world right now? You know, we should be the light. They should see us. We shouldn't be um, worried all the time about certain things that the world is worried about. We need to be walking in his presence. He needs to, we need, people should go, I want what they have. Without us going and forcing Jesus down, they should just be looking at us going, I want what they have. So let's look at what we are when we have Jesus. God says we are worthy always. We're always worthy. Even when we do bad things, we're worthy because we are all sinners, right? We screw up. I screw up every day. And, I mean, I just do. I I don't try to. I just do. Um, But he says you're worthy, Allison. Start over. I have grandbabies that are twins that are five years old, and they're precious. And sometimes the little boy, I'm like, you're just so precious, you know, because <laughs> he's a mess. But they're twins. They're one's a boy, one's a girl. They're five. The little girl, she's content. She plays with her Barbie. She plays with her dolls. Um, I let her get in the kitchen sink and wash dishes. I mean, she's just she's she has learned how to make it work to be obedient, to get more things, you know, to do more. He lives on the edge. I say, don't jump, he jumps. He, uh, I say, don't touch, he touch, touches. And I say, don't do that, he does it. And he's just looking at you the whole time. But you know what? I love them both. He just doesn't get to do as much as she does. He doesn't get to watch, watch excuse me, wash breakable dishes in the sink. He just doesn't, but she does. And um, but she, they're both worthy. They're both worthy. She just gets to do a little more because she knows how to be obedient. That's us. That's us. We got to learn the Word of God. How do we become more obedient? We have to look it up in the Word of God. We got to open that playbook up. You are chosen. Every single person sitting here. 
is chosen for a time such as this, to be in this seat, this hour, this season, this day, 2022, you were chosen today to be here. He chose you. There is nobody else. You can't be anybody else. You don't want to be anybody else. He chose your personality, everything. He wants you to grow in him. You're treasured. You're irreplaceable, cannot be replaced. You cannot be replaced. Um, <clears throat> once you pass on and go to heaven, you can't be replaced. So if you think that you're irreplaceable, you're not. You're chosen, you're irreplaceable. You're worth dying for. Wow. You're worth dying for, and you're forgiven. Do you know that once you receive Jesus, you're forgiven? You're forgiven for all your past, all your future. Now, now I'm not saying all about the, the grace card. You know, Jesus is, he's a balance of grace and truth. That's why he wants you to get in the word. It says in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commands. Now, like I said, I screw up. I don't go and screw up on purpose. You know, I don't live a simple lifestyle on purpose. I don't go and steal every day, right? <clears throat> I don't do things on purpose. But he knows we screw up, and I try to keep his commands. Holy Spirit comes in, and he writes the laws in our heart. He writes them down inside of us. So we might not be looking at this brick Ten Commandment Moses thing, but he writes it in our hearts now. It's so much better. So we should be walking in the conviction. It's like, I'm going to go steal this. Oh, don't do it. That's Holy Spirit. He's saying, don't do it. Or he's saying, hey, go talk to that, that uh, man over there. He needs to know that I love him. I don't have time for that. Go do it. Okay. That's how close we should be with him. And we're secured for all eternity. You know, there's, that's why it's good to get into the Word of God. Because over time, different religions, it becomes religious. They're saying you can lose this, you can lose that. God doesn't go back on his promises, we do. We are secured for all eternity. It says in Ephesians 1, 13 through 14, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So we have a seal of a promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So we have a deposit, Holy Spirit inside of us, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, until we go to heaven or he comes back. We are sealed. So if we could like see in the spiritual, everybody that receives Jesus have the blood of Jesus Say you had a blood, a, a line of red on your forehead. Oh, they have Jesus, they have Jesus, they have Jesus. Well, just because you went and screwed up, he doesn't come and take it off. You're sealed. You be repentant. Say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to not do it again. That's what he told that woman. He said at the, he drew the line. He drew the line because all those people were going stoning her and, or wanting to stone her because she sinned. And he said, no, go, don't go sin no more. Grace. Don't go sin no more. 
And I'm sure she didn't just go jump and do the same thing. She's like, well, I got some grace. I'm going to not go sin no more. I'm going to try my best. And we're set free. Chains are broke. With, with Holy Spirit, they're broke. Gone. We can keep them. That's our choice. We got free will. If we want to keep the chains on us, we can keep the chains on us. We can walk in them. And we can get to heaven. And he's in the house. Okay, I'm here, you know. Or we can get to know him, open up the word of God, and, and be broken free. Like, once you start reading that, it, it's amazing. I had a Bible for years, never opened it up. You know, I went to church when I was little, and then all of a sudden I opened it up. I was like, wow, this stuff's amazing, you know. We're, we're so blessed to, eat, to have Bibles in our houses. Um, other countries, some other countries don't even get them, you know, it's, and uh, we're set free. Open up that word and get to know him. You are set free. You'll walk in more freedom every day. We are precious. We're healed inside and out. It says by your stripes, by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. But we don't know it. We don't know all these things unless we get to know him and we're set apart. We are set apart. I don't know if a lot of people realize that. We are not of this world once we receive Jesus. Like Wonder Woman and Superman are from their, what is that place they're from, Kryptonite or whatever. We're, we're not of this world. Once we receive Jesus, we're a citizen of heaven. It says in Philippians 3, 20 through 20, 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, from where also we await for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our body of humiliation so that it, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working of his power, even to subdue all things to himself. You know how somebody comes from another country, and I don't know all the details, but they get they call them alien, they got a green card. They can only stay here for a little while and then have to go back. That's us. We got a green card. And it's heaven. We're here for a little while. You know, we act like this world is forever. That we're going to live forever. Let me tell you, this, this is our time here. This is our time here. Eternity, that's why we go. We need to have Jesus because we're going somewhere, right? Eternity, and we're going to live forever also once our flesh, our temple dies. It's had it. It's gone. We go to eternity. So this is eternity. This is our little world. We're only here for a little while. We're taking a little airplane. We're visiting, and we're going off. We should not be like the rest of the world. We're aliens here. They should see us and go, how is that not bothering them? How's those bullets coming at them and not bothering them? We should be like, because we have peace. Because we know the end story. We win. I'm not scared. We win. And the fruit, we get fruit. We get, we get all the good stuff. Once we start walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit becomes more evident in our lives. Instead of walking in our flesh and allowing how we feel to determine our walk for the day, right? You woke up in a bad mood and that's the rest of the day. 
when we get to know God, we get to know we get to start over, right? And we walk in. I, I like to wake up. I mean, this is me. Everybody has different times or whatever. But I like to wake up and read my Bible. For years I've done this. Get into the Word and even maybe turn some worship music on and close my eyes if I have time. I get up extra early before the sun comes up. It's just me and God's time. It's part of my favorite time of the day. I watch the sun come up. And if I don't do that, there's, I'm off kilter. Like there's just, I, I need to be connected to God. And the fruit of the Spirit becomes more evident. So the fruit of living in the power of God, of getting to know him, letting him recreate us, is love, joy. I'm sure a lot of y'all know this. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control self-control is a hard one right but with God we can say no we can say no Uh, the power of the Holy Spirit in us should be stronger than the power of our emotions so Galatians 5 17 says for the flesh right our soul our flesh it lusts against the Holy Spirit and the spirit against the flesh they're against each other These are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. And that's when you're in the Holy Spirit's in you, and you're like, and you're knowing you're not supposed to eat that because the doctor said, you know, don't eat that. And you're like, I really want that. I'm going to eat that Cheeto. That's complete flesh, right? Complete flesh. Or you're like, because I I think it says somewhere in the Bible, hold the knife up to your throat in the Old Testament, and I don't really. But, like, you could say no. And with Holy Spirit self-control, we can say no to these things. We can say no. He gives us, we can do it. Addictions, we can do it. We can do it um, because of Holy Spirit. We have the power to be victors, not victims. A lot of people are walking around as victims who have Jesus. If I was not a Christian and I saw some people walking around like, woe is me. Woe is me, and they're a Christian. I don't want that. You know, I don't want anything to do with that. What drew me was a light in people. You know, I want that. Wow, I want that. They're having a good time. We used to go into the prisons, and uh, and we would, um, with this ministry, and they would play music, kind of like they play here. And uh, they would bring their motorcycles in. And those girls, they wanted that. And so many of them received Jesus. And, you know, one girl said, I'm not ready for that. Because she's still wanting to party. But she didn't realize, and she's in prison. I don't know how she's, but I mean, they don't, you don't, you want that. You want the, they don't realize what they're missing. I used to party, you know, years ago. I used to do all that stuff. This is so much better. I am free. It's a continuous, Jesus is a continuous, I don't know how else to say it, like a high all day long, right? You're just like, I mean, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're walking in that, you're like superwoman. Those bullets, bring them at me. Bring them at me. They're bouncing off at me. So we have the power to be victors, not victims, unless we choose to. And we have the authority of Christ, the power to say no to the worldly, fleshly things, right? So what are the fleshly things? It's walking in our pure will and emotions. 
You know somebody that wakes up in the morning and they stub their toe and they're, you know, all the, all those words and they stub their toe and then the rest of the day has gone to, you know, where in a basket, you know, it's just like, it's gone and, and, and they, they go to work and everybody's like, watch out for Jim. He's on his war path, you know, and their family's like trying to get out of the house. Well, Jim's walking in his flesh. Maybe he got Jesus, but he don't know what to do with him. You know, he's like, he's just, he's walking in his pure flesh and everybody's watching out for Jim. You don't have to be like Jim. (laughs) You can walk in the fruit of the spirit. You can start your day over. Yeah, now you're like, I know what God does. God heal my toe in Jesus' name, right? Because we can walk in healing and we can walk in the fact that he's our healer and we can move on. We can do the next right thing. So walking in our will and emotions is walking in our flesh is the opposite of the fruit. So if you're walking in the opposite of the fruit, you're walking in your flesh, if you want to know. Hate, anger, angry all the time, hate, anxiety, anxiety, you know, fear. You know, God, God can help us with that. We lean in. Jesus is like, I'm going to give you peace in place of that anxiety. I'm going to give you joy in place of that hate. He does it. He did it for me. Meanness. You know, just people who, like, kick their dogs. Those are mean people. You are walking in the flesh. Cruel, evil, unfaithful. Unfaithful in your marriage, but there's unfaithful in everything. You say you're going to do something, you're unfaithful. You, you're just unfaithful in everything you do. That is not walking in the fruits of the Spirit. Harsh, harsh to your kids, harsh to people around you, and there's no discipline whatsoever. You want it, you're getting it. That's walking in the flesh. And the big, big, big one, it's all in the Bible, is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness always starts with offense. It's so big, it's such a trick of the devil, because he's like, they don't deserve forgiveness. You know, the devil whispers in your ear, you start feeling a certain way, you need to check that out. You need to look at the core of it and say, I'm not going to believe you. You don't win. I'm not going to believe you. I got Jesus. Right? So that's what happens. It starts, he leads to, and then the unforgiveness, it leads to bitterness over time because first what happens we're offended i can't believe they did that i'm so offended you know you're around offended people all the time you don't even want to be around them they don't have they don't have many friends you're like don't be around jane she's offended about everything you know offense turns into bitterness and then it turns into sickness over time it does I'm not saying everybody that's sick has unforgiveness, but I don't know the percentage, but a big amount of people do. I mean, yeah, we live in a world full of uh, stuff that makes you sick, things we eat. But, I mean, that's a whole other direction. But a lot of the reasons we are sick is because we hold bitterness and unforgiveness. You ever see people with their face all twisted up? (laughs) It's not a pretty sight. And they're walking like this, their face. 
that they're probably holding a lot of bitterness and unforgiveness in them because the devil is saying they deserve to hold on to it. I had looked up the meaning of for, like F-O-R, because I was like forgiving. For, for means you're just going to something, and so you give, so you give to God to take care of. So you know what? We think some bad things might have happened to us that were not our fault, right? But we still cannot hang on to it. We have to forgive. We have to give to God to allow him to take care of it. Because guess what? He's going to do a better job than us. He is a just God. He'll take care of it. And guess what happens when you're holding the, um, the unforgiveness in? He can't take care of it because you have that person or that place. I don't know, maybe a church, maybe a business, a marriage. I don't know, but you're holding that thing or person in you, and it's all tangled up spiritually with your spirit, and it's holding you back from receiving the next glory of God. And it's making you sick. And God's, it's big to God. It's all in the Bible. He says, give it to me. You cannot hold unforgiveness. In fact, he don't even hear our prayers. There's like a wall over us. Because his son died on the cross for that. We are, we're in, we're in a life full of free will. Things are going to happen to us. I could hold unforgiveness for some things. But I don't want to. I want to continue to walk with Jesus and I want to be free. And let him take care of all of it because he will take care of it better than me. I might can go kick somebody, but it's still going to hurt me. You know, it's just, they say holding unforgiveness, I heard this, it's like drinking poison and expecting them to die when they don't even care. They're sleeping dead at night. And we're drinking the poison, dying slowly. God says, give it to me. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's big. It's a big deal. We will fall short through our soul alone by expressing God's love. That's why we need Holy Spirit. We can't forgive people just by ourselves. We can say it. But God comes in and recreates and softens us up to forgive it's hard to forgive and do things in our simple simple sinful nature it just is we need jesus when we allow holy spirit to recreate us and we don't leave him dormant real quiet just getting on to heaven we can walk in the authority of christ we get to know him you know there was a lady that was holding unforgiveness, and I, w- I was praying with her and, uh, a couple years ago. And I kept praying with her, and it was like you could feel, you know, the more you walk with Jesus, the more gifts he gives you. Things start happening. We all get it. He, he gives us all. He's, he loves every one of us. And, and I, 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 it was like praying around, like a board was around her. It's like praying for a wall. And I was like, what's going on? Because she said what she wanted was to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be baptized. She wanted to go to the next glory. She wanted to get to know him more. 
And so, and, and what God does, he'll fill you. It's like he activates you for the next, for, for a, a, a job. That's what he does. And so she was like, I want that. I want that. And so I prayed with her. I was like praying for a, a door or a wall. I said, I, I'm really feeling like you got some unforgiveness going on. Oh, no, no, I don't have any unforgiveness. I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, and, and, and I said, what's the first thing, person you think of? What's the, when, when I say unforgiveness, she goes, I need to forgive my mother. I said, okay, let's do this. Let's just give him to God. Let him deal with it. Because it's in the way of you receiving more of what God has for you. And she did. She forgave her mother. And do you know what God did? I guess, I don't know how long she was holding down, but he, he put her later on the ground. He just put her on the ground. And he did heart surgery. And she got up free. That's how quick. You know, we, we can read all the self-help books, all we, all we want. But we don't put God in a box. We allow him to do what he needs to do. And he gave her heart surgery right there. She went to the next glory because she forgave. So we line up with what God says about us, not what the world says about us. I'll tell you a story um, about a girl. We would go in the halfway houses. And she, she was living, um, you know, she'd come out of prison. So she was a little beat. She was shorter than me. And she was tough. But I was going in once a week, and we were doing the Word and teaching, and, and we would pray with them. And she accepted Jesus, but she was fresh, and she's still angry. And you got to imagine there's like 30 women living together in this house. And so I come back next week, and she had a bandage on her wrist. And I said, what happened? And she's like, oh, so-and-so, and I hit the wall, and, and, I, and I hurt my wrist. That was living in the flesh a little bit, right? But she was, still getting, she was still learning, and God didn't take his blood off of her. He said, you're still worthy. You're still mine. I got grace. But she was wanting, she was wanting more. And I said, you know what? Let's just see what God does with this. You know, he's not a punishing God. You don't have to live like that. Let's just see what he does. And so we pray for her wrist. And do you know God healed her wrist right then and there? And I said, you know what? Our faith is like treasures to God. Let's see what he does once you take that bandage off. And so she took the bandage off and her wrist was healed. And I said, God didn't punish you. Like he told that lady, he said, don't go and sin no more. And she couldn't believe that God loved her so much to heal her wrist. That she was worthy after all the awful things that she did when she got in prison. She is worthy. It's 1247, and I have so much more, but I'm not going to hold y'all hostage. <laughs> um, I want to pray. Who wants to go to the next glory? I mean, who wants to go to the next glory? We want a home for Jesus, not a house, right? We want to walk in the healing of what he says. We are holding him in a box. You know, sometimes God heals now, or sometimes God heals in two weeks, or sometimes he heals at the doctor, or he might say lose some weight. 
You know, we don't hold him in a box. We allow him to do what he's going to do. But our words matter. So we don't pray something and then 15 minutes later speak against it. We say, thank you, God, for your healing. Thank you for filling us with your spirit. You know, God is omnipresent. I have a friend also that she was asking to, she was at her home. She was asking for God to just fill her up with his presence. She was so hungry for more of him. And she said, she, just, she got down and was feeding her dogs, dog food. And God touched her right there, filled her up with his presence. He can do that for her, feeding her dog in a house by herself. He can do it for all of us. So if you want more, let's just. And, and let me say this one more time. If you have unforgiveness, we'll take a minute and just forgive. If that's what you want to do, it's up to you. we got free will. In Acts 2.38, it says, Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Jesus glory. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far away and many as the Lord our God will call. He loves us all. He wants us all to have more of him. He died so we could all carry his presence. So if you've never received Jesus, you can do that now. You can do it now. Forgive. Take a moment and receive Jesus. Or you could do it in your car or go to our, well, it might be a little cold on the beach today. Wherever you want. Or you can be feeding your dog and ask for more of him, right? He's not a respecter of persons. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that God just does what he does. And so everybody just, Father God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you, God, that you are not a respecter of persons, that you died on the cross for each one of us here. God, that we don't leave this place empty-handed and just with a house. That we want to create you to create a home inside of us. God, I ask that you just touch each person here because we're in a world that is hard. Things coming at us left and right. We need more of you. We need more of you for our jobs, for our kids. God, that you just touch each person here. And you can do it. We receive out of faith. You said our faith is a treasure to you. All we need is faith is out of a mustard seed. We just rest in that. We don't even have to strive. We just love you. And we thank you that you love each one of us so much. We thank you that you, you have brought us this far. And God, we don't want to struggle anymore. That you just touch each person here with such a peace beyond understanding. And a joy. Fill them with your spirit. From the top of their heads to the bottom of their toes. With your presence and your, your fire, God. Because you're, you're a God of fire.
But show us, Father, if there's unforgiveness in our heart. We don't want it. We want you. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank y'all for y'all's time. Thank you.